0: Three, two, one, let's go. Hello, and welcome back to Mission Forge. My name is Bobby Jankovic, and Mission Forge is where we engage each other, empower one another, and in doing so, we elevate the world around us, especially the world as it ties to real estate. All right, so I've decided to uh, do number two in a series of podcasts on property management, on rentals. So my first uh, episode was um, insider tips on being a tenant. Today, I want to do a series of tips on insider tips, right? Insider tips are better than just regular tips because they come from the inside. What do I know that you don't know? um insider tips on being a landlord and so you know in fact i encourage you to listen to this if you are a tenant you know because hey first of all you never know one day you may wish to become a landlord um and that day could be sooner than you think uh you may be a tenant and already a landlord. Um, But I think also if you are a landlord, uh, you might want to listen because something I say might be helpful to you or you um, you might disagree with it. And if you do, hey, I'd like to know. That's the whole point of the engagement. So before I forget, please like and subscribe this podcast. Put it on your favorites. And, and also, I'd really appreciate it if you share it with somebody who you think would enjoy the content, because it's all about delivering value to you. So, insider tips on being a landlord. Well, first and foremost, it is not for the faint of heart, okay? Um, there's a lot of emotional aspects, things that will draw out your emotions. And if you don't have Uh, a little bit of a thick skin or ability to sort of manage your stress or kind of keep the anxiety at bay and all those are really serious things. I understand that. Um, Maybe property management isn't for you. Um, Maybe being a landlord isn't for you. if you can sort of roll with things and essentially when you have uh your landlord you're you're really kind of inviting an entire other family's issues uh as it relates to dealing with with the home into your world and that can happen when you're sitting down at fourth of july fireworks when you're opening up christmas presents when you're cutting the turkey you know emergencies happen so just keep that in mind it's not for the faint at heart number two um if you're gonna buy a property consider finding a property that needs some work all right um not a bad idea if you can identify some particular projects that you're either good at solving yourself you know you know the classic um you know sweat equity if you can go in there and you know clean up the yard and you know do some paint and some landscaping and stuff like that you know you can really uh, make a difference in your financial future sometimes you just go in and you buy a turnkey rental and that's fine but as you see for the long this is a long-term play this is the complete opposite of flip this house you know this is not a get-rich-quick thing here when you're when you're being a landlord Um, it can sometimes go backwards for a while. But if you have a long-term plan and you get in at the right price, um, it can be very rewarding. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully that's the goal. And rewarding in different ways, not just financially. Um, So let's see. Number three, I want you to look for, consider looking for a landlord who's moving on. Um, You know, for all different reasons, sometimes landlords get frustrated and want to move on. Maybe it's at a point in their life where they've decided they've had enough and it's time to you know, pull the money out and go travel to uh, Tahiti or whatever, um, or fund their retirement or fund some other aspect of their, their life. Um, you can jump in pick up a, a property that has a tenant and a lease in place. And that's that's a value, you know. If you don't like a lot of the stress associated with the unknown, you know, buying an empty property is stressful, right? Because maybe it's winter and you're worried about the pipes. Maybe you don't know how you're going to find a tenant. You haven't picked a property manager. You're going to try to do, you know, all sorts of questions come flying at you when you buy a rental property so if you can pick one up that somebody else has you know taken somewhat decent care of and you've got a good tenant in place who's been paying their rent they're going to continue paying you you've got no downtime and that can that can be a very nice proposition um let's see tip number four insider tip number four it is better to have your property empty for a month or even two than it is to take a risky tenant. Um, Sometimes we come across landlords who really shouldn't be landlords and by that I mean financially they're just not really there. You should have some reserves and you should be able to carry the property for a while and you know it's like having a car. You got to be able to make a big repair in case something goes wrong. Well. We see owners, they'll get a, a, an application and the, the person has had some credit issues and the owners are inclined to place a tenant in the property even though they pose risk. And it's sometimes better to take that, not take that risk and just wait and wait for the a, a better qualified tenant to come along, one who, is going to um, be more likely to pay you on a predictable and uh, reliable scale, one that matches that put out in the lease. The second thing, I'm sorry, the, the next one is it is better to take less rent than the market will allow if you find a solid tenant or you want to keep a solid tenant. So, don't always feel as though you have to raise the rent. Don't always feel as though you have to charge top of the market or lead the market in the rent. It You would much rather have a good quality tenant stay in place charging, I'm just going to make up a number, $100 less than they're getting down the street, you know? And if you push your tenant too hard and you raise the rent too hard very possibly they're gonna reject the increase and they're gonna find alternate living um, arrangements and then you're gonna be left with an empty property that you have to turn, okay? And that gets to my next insider tip is the property turn is the hardest part of the process. So you need to get a plan in place or when the tenant's lease is coming up, and you know, let's say they've projected even three months, usually it's a month or two that you get notice. Now, the lease will prescribe the proper notice given, but let's just live in the real world. Sometimes it's 30 days, sometimes it's 60 days. 60 is probably the most common, but you better have a plan in place for that turn, and you should have a good sense of what kind of condition that the property is in. You can almost always expect To have to do some amount of painting Um, hopefully in your lease you've protected the flooring um, through you know requiring the tenant to provide the flooring to be uh, professionally cleaned Um, but having good relationship with your tenants promotes this sort of open communication i mean ultimately the tenant is not in it for your best interest they're in it for their own best interest which is normal and natural but the better relationship that you have the more communicative they're going to be and therefore the more understanding you can be so hopefully you have developed a list of vendors um, who can come in and do these things for you and also hopefully you have ability to do some of this work yourself uh, n- most people aren't going to be able to tune up the air conditioner most people aren't going to be able to replace a broken window um, you know but pretty much everybody i know can swing a paintbrush or you know they can push a mop around or you know run a caulking gun or you know you know power washer or something you know the more that you can pull on and that you're willing to pull on yourself the lower your costs will be again you might not have time or interest you might want to hire everything out but um uh let's see this would be tip number I lost my count here Tip, insider tip number seven. I want you to befriend as many neighbors, at least one neighbor around the property. And that way, uh, you know, you just befriend them, give them your card, Uh, maybe just give them a small, uh, you know, gift card or something. Just say, hey, I'd like you to know I'm your neighbor. If anything is ever bothering you, would you please give me a courtesy call so that I can address it with my tenant? Um, You know, that's a smart move. It's going to protect you. It's going to empower that neighbor. Um, Some people may not ever want to get in anybody's business, but if they see or hear or something, you know, it could be just somebody, the grass grows and you can't see. Somebody's gone. Maybe they've vacated and you're not around for a while. Wouldn't you want to know that? Um, So tip number eight, insider tip number eight, I really want you to consider seriously hiring a property manager who's a professional and one who is a member of National Association of Realtors. Um, unless you're extremely flexible in your job, which some of you are, you know, like firefighters come to mind, um, if or you're an independent contractor or some trade, um, you know, you're not gonna have ability and time to get on the phone, to make these calls, to go check things out, you know, one example is the disposal. Uh, it's always the disposals broken. It's always and there's like seven different ways to, to troubleshoot a disposal, and and keep a, a plumber from going out. And and probably seventy percent of the time, one of those things works. So if you don't have ability to do things like that, you know, you want to have a property manager who is engaged in able to do stuff that's just going to save everybody time, energy, and effort, and money, okay? Um, so, the other thing that you want to know is that with a professional, especially a professional who is a member of National Association of Realtors, they're going to be up to date on all the current laws, and the laws are changing fast and furious. There's always a change in the law. I, it's hard to keep up with all that. And then more importantly, or as importantly, they're going to have access to use all the most updated forms. You're not going to have to go scouring the internet to try to find something that approximates possibly a lease. Dah, dah, dah. And of course, use a lease. That That's understated. I'm not even making that an insider tip. If you're not using a lease, you are just a glutton for cr- punishment. You're cruising for a bruising. Um, So, insider tip uh, number nine. I want you to understand the financials of what you are doing. There's different ways to look at your rental financially. I want you to look at your income less your expenses. Hopefully, that's a cash flow positive. So, you've got to be very, very honest about all the expenses that are tied to your property. Obviously, your mortgage any HOA payments that you're making, your insurance, the taxes that you pay, any management fees if you do hire a a professional manager, and then, of course, repairs, upgrades, updates. And then you've got to share all of that with your tax professional. Now, it's not just the monthly cash flow or the annual cash flow that you wanna pay attention to. If you are indeed having a long-term plan, I want you to consider looking at the appreciation of the actual property. Okay, that is that some people think that's more important than the cash flow. Okay. A lot of people get into rentals because they just want to have that money flowing through and they make a couple hundred bucks a month, and woohoo, that pays for you know eating out money or whatever. But if you really study and analyze people that own assets real estate assets it is the value of the asset you have somebody in place to pay your bill your mortgage down every month assuming you have a mortgage you may not have one and then in addition over time that asset is compounding growing in a compound fashion as the market improves understated in that is you have to maintain the property. So don't think that you can just set it and forget it like the chicken fryer that Ron Papil puts on um, the infomercial. You've got to get in and you've got to keep you've got to keep your property taken care of. That's also going to keep your tenant happier. All right. Number 10, I would like you to at least have a 10-year timeline. Um, you know, don't don't get into this if you just got a three to five year timeline it's probably going to be too risky now i do know that there are some times when let's say you're you're a service member thank you for your service and sacrifice you you've got pcs out you you know your your family's moving you're already gone your wife's back there taking care of the house dealing with the realtor trying to sell the house the market has taken a turn you can't get any showings can't lower the price because then you'll be upside down. You can't let it go short because you're gonna, um, you know, you've got your security clearance you got to worry about. So you don't have a choice. You got to rent that property, you know, and thank goodness you're in a financial situation to hopefully do that. So that's a, sort of a caveat, but have a long term timeline on these things, please. Number 11. The final insider tip, of course, I'll probably think of another one before I'm done, is consult your tax professional, CPA, regarding the implications. There's lots of moving parts here, um, and if you, and I did think of a number 12, it's sort of tied to the what I just said about the, the um, service member. Depending on how you come at this, depending on how you get out of this, depending on who you put in put in as a tenant. All of these things matter and you should understand the implications of all of the different scenarios um, when you hire, when you um, when you become a landlord. So definitely have a conversation with your tax professional. And the last thing is some people like to, and you don't have to be a service member to do this, they buy a house um, as an owner occupant and they live in it for a a specified period of time. Make sure you uh, are reading your, um, your note, your mortgage. You live in it with your family for a period of time. You fix it up and at some point you decide to move on. You decide to look for a new house. Maybe your family's growing. Maybe there's another part of town you want to live in. But instead of selling that home, you decide to put it up for rent. So the home goes from being a principal residence to being a a rental property. And so again, you'd have to modify your insurance policy um, and go ahead and uh, uh, put the property up for rent and move on with your life. So that concludes my 12 insider tips on becoming a landlord. I hope you found them valuable. Again, Don't forget to like and subscribe and share with somebody who you think would be interested in this content. Have a good day.